Teresa, are you excited for this episode? Yeah, I think we're going to really blow them away. It's Schmanners! joke only works, it's just occurred to me that you haven't seen the title of the episode when you went to play it in your podcast player. We're talking about farts. <laughs> um, hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Well, a little gassy. I was going to have like a real conversation <laughs> with you. Where you like ask me like how are you doing and I would say well I woke up a little sick this morning but you want to get right into I want to like, get right jokes? into it because this is the funny stuff right uh, farts I are can't funny. believe you made me talk about farts I didn't want to yes he did I did it was my idea I mean farts are funny aren't they they've kind of always been funny well so here's the thing here's why I was interested especially to talk about this in terms of etiquette. Because it falls under this category of things we all do, just physically, that we all try to pretend we do not do. This is not like phone call etiquette or like thank you notes. This is like, your body works like this, and that's terrible. Speaking about how your body works, can we welcome Dr. Sidney McElroy to give us a definition of flatus? Can you, can you tell you. us a medical definition of, of what flatulation is? Uh, I, I'd be happy to. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so flatulence, medically speaking, would be the uh, accumulation and subsequent expulsion of gases from the rectum that naturally occur from the digestive processes as well as our colonic flora. Nice. And does it happen because we are evil and there's darkness that lives inside of us? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. I do have this question. Is there, I promise I'll let you go in a second. Is there any truth to like when you do certain things, not just like eating beans, because we all know that's true, but are there certain things that you can do to like de decrease the number of flatulence that you have? Uh, a lot of it does have to do actually with the kinds of foods you eat. There are some foods that will, I can't believe I'm talking about this. <laughs> And, and you guys know this, like farts are something that are hard for me to talk about. Uh, there are some foods that will make you pass a lot more gas, um, but it doesn't smell as bad. Whereas other foods that don't make you pass as much, it tends to smell worse, like meat, for instance, as opposed to like beans, which, anyway, there you go. Yeah, it's well, what you eat. your elder and mine, Plenty, <laughs> said that lettuce is said to break up flatulence but garlic, leeks, and onions would cause it. I do like the image of lettuce being like, hey, 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 break it up here. Come on. Okay, you can, even though I get a supreme amount of childlike glee from making you talk about farts. Thank you. Thank, thank you very you, much, everybody. Dr. Thank Sydney you. Thank you. So here is my suspicion. Before we okay. get into talking about it, my suspicion is, like many things, that this was kind of a roller coaster topic where at some points it was maybe more taboo than others, and then it would kind of go back and forth depending, or was it like, nope, human beings have always been anti-fart. 
That's pretty much it. Oh, I've man. always been anti-fart, but it has always been funny. Okay, you keep coming back. I do agree with you. Yeah, Listen, no, I, I have historic proof. Well, I have to current proof, which funny. is my daughter at one year old. Her favorite thing to do is to like make raspberry, blow raspberries. And it's the funniest thing in the world to just be driving down the road in silence. And like my one year old who's in the seat behind us just going. <laughs> and like laughing her face off after she does it. It's like, yeah, you're on this. She's going places. She loves it. She's funny. And so did Jeffrey Chaucer. Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain. They all wrote papers and pamphlets and stories about farting. All boys. I can't help but notice there was never like, and Queen Victoria loved farts. You know, for a long time, boys were the only people that got published, so I'm sure girls also wrote about it. (laughs) I assure you, women also wrote about farts. (laughs) They just didn't get published. Oh, man. How, how hard must that be to pour all of your time and work into a paper about farts? And then even that won't get published. Like, no, I gave man. you what you wanted. <laughs> I talked about farts. All right. So Speaking give of, me the history. Well, you said has it always been kind of taboo. And even in the Roman Empire, which we think of being kind of, you know, debauched and with their, their sacrifices and orgies and all that kind of stuff... There were, they had laws at one point against farting in public places. Um, and the law was only lifted under the reign of Claudius, who is reported to be one of the most flatulent emperors. So he was Wait, really doing whoa, himself whoa, a favor whoa. there. Was that like a questionnaire that happened at the end of each reign? Like, how flatulent do you think this one was? Scale no, one to ten. I mean, he was kind of famous for it. Wow, that's And he didn't want to be going against his own laws, so it was like, the farts are free. To be fair, though, if you're an emperor and you fart and there's a law against fart, who's going to enforce it on you? (laughs) I guess that's true. Who's going to stop your emperor? Well, for a long time, it was a republic, so the Senate. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Impeach Claudius. He farted. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to ask the crowd a question. I'm going to do a quick crowd poll, just because this... This, this is going to be, be great on our podcast, yeah, by this, the way. I, I will say it. Don't make a noise yet. These are your two options. Farts are as bad on the same level. These are both on the same level. So option one, farts and burps are equally bad. Farts are way worse than burps. Okay, you ready? Farts and burps are equally bad. You didn't tell them to, like, clap or raise oh, their hands. clap, yes. Clap, clap. Okay. Farts are way worse than burps. Okay, overwhelmingly... Farts are way worse than burps. Okay, thank you. That was just that wasn't a note or anything. I just wonder what y'all thought. That is the general consensus, by the way, um, that farts are worse than burps because burps are associated with um, being satiated after eating, um, and farts are associated with the food as it leaves your body. Mm. Yeah. So it's so. kind of a one in zero out kind of policy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And farts are so bad that in some countries, listen. How bad are they? I have a lot of research to get through, okay? I worked really hard on this. Thank you. Hey, I love you. You're great. This is just for us. Uh, Talk talk amongst yourselves. There is a legend of a man in uh, Topeka in Polynesia who was so overcome with shame 
total shame after farting in the presence of his chief that he committed suicide by climbing a palm tree and impaling himself through the rectum with a sharply pointed branch. There are better ways to do that. I mean, you shouldn't do it anyways. Well... But if you're going to... We all decided that farts were worse than burps. Yeah, but not that bad. Not that bad. At some point, to some people, I suppose it was. Oh, man. I have so many apologies to make. Okay. Let's move on to one of our favorite uh, history topics, the Victorians. Oh. We love to talk about the Victorians because they had rules for everything. Um, So a couple of definitions of some Victorian slang. Uh, One such slang word is called a fizzle, which means it is a small, windy escape backwards, more obvious to the nose than to the ears. Wait. Frequently used by old ladies who charge their lap dogs with the crime. Oh, blame it on the dog. Yep, yep. But did you say backwards? Backwards. Like the fart goes in? Now listen. No, no, no. We also have lots of euphemisms for farts. A small, windy escape backwards, passing wind through the butt, you know. Windy escape backwards. To be fair, passing wind through the butt is not a great euphemism. If you say passing wind, I guess Passing wind is the euphemism, and through the butt was the clarification. Through the butt is the parenthetical that we all know is there. Well, you said backwards, as in in, but you you meant out. Sure, but you said it exits backwards, that goes in. No, 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 no. Okay. Was the Victorian era... Oh, you probably have more. I have another one. Um, a fart catcher. This is... that is... pants? <laughs> like a cushion on a seat? No, this is a valet. A poorly paid person is my bet. Uh, I'm sorry, this is a valet or I a footman it. who is walking behind his master or mistress. He is the fart catcher. Ah, uh, so I, I see you're here for the position. Yeah, it, I wasn't clear what it did from the title. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, you catch farts. Oh, I told you. No, that's actually, there in, um, in the Shakespeare show, Henry VIII, there's a character named Denny, uh, whose title is Denny, the groom of the stool. And what you did, because I played this part, now, I didn't do this on stage, but this is what the groom of the stool did. And it's actually, okay, well, I'll tell you what they did first. They would place a box underneath a specially designed chair that the king or queen would then defecate into. I guess for the king, it's the groom. Would defecate into the box, and then the, uh, the groom of the stool would take it away. And it was actually a super highly prized position. And it was like... Because who else gets to talk to the king while right, his pants are down? To be so close with, for so much of like the uh, ins and outs of... I'm a child. Of... Of, like, the, the policy, because a lot of discussions... Mostly outs, right? Because yeah. it's a bathroom. It, not in, not backwards. But <laughs> especially... Circular. Yeah. I like it. Henry VIII did a lot of, like, important business <laughs> while taking care of important business. <laughs> and so Denny was actually, I think, like, his cousin or something, and he was, like, an heir to the throne. And it was a super highly prized position to have to take away... The king's leavings. Anyway, it's just an interesting thing for y'all. Very nice. Um, so I would like to give... What? So the oh. question I was going to ask, is okay. the Victorians when okay. lepetamine was? I was going to ask you to talk about lepetamine. Okay, so we did a special bonus episode for a Max Fun Drive, I think last year. Mm-hmm. There was 
um, this performer named Lepetamine, and basically his claim to fame was he could take air into his rectum as one might breathe into their lungs, and he was known as the fartist. I've, I've read that he actually discovered this while swimming in the ocean, yeah. and he found that he was startled. And as you might be. And drew in salt water through his rectum. Like an accidental enema. Yeah. And, and he would, he had a very good sphincter control and was able to imitate instruments or animal sounds letting the air out. Now here's the thing, it wasn't farts because it was not air digest, it was not gas from his digestion. It was just air that he had taken in. But he was known as the fartist. And he actually like performed at the Moulin Rouge and was like a big hit for a while. Um, uh, I saw newspaper clippings online of women who actually had to be escorted from the theater and their corsets loosened because they were laughing so much that they passed out. So he like did I very said, well. Farts have always been funny. They are always funny. Uh, he did very well, but I think his career, at some point, he was like, uh, I don't want to do farts anymore. And people were like, mm, we're done. Um, and that was like his claim to And I think at a certain point, it, it suddenly everybody kind of went, mm, this is childish. <laughs> and they stopped yelling. Not that they didn't think it was funny, but they stopped acknowledging that they thought it was funny, and his career ended. That's really sad. Well, I mean, he had a good... For what he did to achieve the level of fame he did... I think he did pretty good. All right. Okay. I mean, uh, through my research, I found that uh, we were talking about how belches and farts are of different categories. Um, and epetamine, lepetamine, he had trouble in the fact of he could do a kind of melody with his rectum, but he could never use, he could never... Uh, he couldn't get the harmonies down. <laughs> No, he couldn't. He couldn't make any kind of vocal sounds because the sphincter at that end mean uh, doesn't have the uh, release valve. No, the, it doesn't have the ability to really vibrate in the same way that your vocal cords do. So yeah. I th so I think. So you I can't think talk that out your probably, butt. Yeah. I think that he probably just reached the apex of his career when there just wasn't anything. I, physically more daring than Can I tell do. you, I'm a little bit sick, so I'm a little out of it. Here's what I thought you were going to say. He couldn't make vocal noises because when he opened his mouth, it was just a straight line <laughs> down and he couldn't get a seal. It's honest to God. And I was about to be like, wait, what? I'm really glad that's not what you said because it would have called into question everything I thought I knew about the human body and we'd have to get Sydney back out here, and I don't think she would appreciate that. No, she wouldn't. Hi, everybody. I, I hope that you are enjoying our, our live schmanners um, from when we did uh, the Jaeger Symposium in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, we have a couple thank you notes this week that we want to talk about. Well, I, I want to talk about Teresa's. Uh, laid up with some travel crud. We just got back uh, from doing our live show in uh, in San Francisco Sketchfest. That went super great. Thank you to everybody who came out for that. Uh, it was a pleasure to see you all, and you were all wonderful. Um, and so I wanted to tell you about uh, some wonderful sponsors we have this week. First, I want to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace is very, very close to my heart. I have used Squarespace for a bunch of different projects now, 
and it's amazing how easy it is to use. Um, I know nothing about coding. I barely know anything about anything, as should be evidenced by this show at this point, but Squarespace has a lot of really easy, like, drag and drop, click and add kind of um, processes, and it makes it really easy to build a beautiful website in in not very long time, and the really nice thing is then it's easy to update and change um, and, and add new information or change old information. It's really, really great. Um, and they have lots of different templates to choose from. Um, and there's e-commerce functionality. So if you want to like sell stuff or make money from your website, you can do that. Um, it's really incredible. And they have 24-7 award-winning customer service. So even if you can't figure out how to do something, they can help you figure out to do something. It, it's really cool. And if you've been looking to for a home for your website idea, I think squarespace.com is the place to go. And right now, if you head to squarespace.com, you can get a free trial when you're ready to launch. Just use the offer code SHMANNERS, that's S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S, to save 10% off your first order of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com with the promo code SHMANNERS. Uh, I also want to tell you about Third Love. Do you know most old school bra brands only carry 15 sizes? And for me... That sounds like a lot, but I think if Teresa were here, she would tell you that that's not that many because Third Love offers 60 sizes in cups AA through G, including half cup sizes, which seems very cool to me. Um, I don't, listen, I don't know nothing about no bras, but I do. And this sounds really great. Um, That's a wide variety of options to choose from. And I think it's true in all things, the more options, the better. Third Love uses thousands of real women's measurements and super smoothing memory foam to create bras that fit better and feel great. Just answer a few simple questions from Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It'll take just 60 seconds and you can do it from the comfort of your home. And returns and exchanges are easy and free. So go to thirdlove.com slash schmanners. You actually spell it out, T-H-E. I-R-D-L-O-V-E dot com slash Schmanners now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash Schmanners. One more time, thirdlove.com slash Schmanners. Uh, also, real quick, while I got you, I want to remind everybody that we are going to be on the Joko Cruise this year. Uh, we're very, very excited about it. As it gets closer and closer, I'm just getting so uh, amped up about it. There's going to be all kinds of fun activities on and off the boat. It's full of cool people. Um, I think both the guests and the performers, everybody's going to be cool. It's going to be a good time. We just got to hang out with a lot of the performers at Sketchfest this week. They are all lovely, wonderful human beings who I not only look forward to spending time with because I am a fan, but also because they're my friends and they're great. Um, And we'll all be hanging out on the boat together. So if you want to check that out and find out about the other performers and the uh, activities and, you know, listen. It's one of those things I understand it is a big commitment of money, but for what you get for the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of doing an amazing activity with amazing people, I think it's at least worth looking at to see if you can make it work. I'm not telling anybody they have to do it, um, but maybe treat yourself. Maybe this is the vacation you've been looking for for a while, and you can find out about it if you go to jococruise.com. That's J-O-C-O-Cruise.com. 
Um, now back to the show. Podcasts. 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 <laughs> They're audio programs that, that tell smart stories in innovative ways using editing techniques like, like this. this. Like this. Like this. Yeah. But let's face it, all that smart stuff can be exhausting. That's where Stop Podcasting Yourself comes in. It's so stupid. It's just two stupid dinguses being dumb idiot jerks for 90 minutes. Stop podcasting yourself. The stupid show that smart people love. Find it on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. It's been a long time coming, but John Roderick finally has a podcast on the MaximumFun.org network. (sighs) The long wait is over. (laughs) Max Fun Friends, I teamed up with these two unlikely nerds. And their dumb Star Trek podcast. (laughs) And we talk about uh, war movies, not just in a laudatory and salivating way, but we apply critical thinking principles to uh, the multiple, multiple subtexts that are woven in every war movie. And Sylvester Stallone specifically. (laughs) It is not that. It is not that at all. So go grab Friendly Fire every Friday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's move on to the etiquette of farts. Can I say one more thing? Sure. I mean, you can't stop me. I have a microphone. Um, Do you know how many... I can never stop you. Do you know how many sphincters you have in your body? Like a whole lot. You have some in your eyes. You have some at the top of your stomach. Um, I don't think we should get into this while Sydney's downstairs. No, that's fair. I'm just saying, the word sphincter, normally, and I think it's because it sounds a little bit like sphinx. That's why it's funny to me. Um, And also, because you think of rectums. Had to search for a better word than the word that popped into my head. But it's it's just just an aperture. It's just an opening and closing aperture in your body. So let's all grow up. Anyways, back to farts. Okay. So it was kind of difficult for me to find any kind of quotes or advice from some of my mentors, you know, Emily Post or Judith Martin, because farts is the unspeakable. That's actually what I found. Judith Martin said... Like Voldemort. (laughs) Judith Martin, Miss Manners said that it is the unspeakable. One should avoid doing it in polite company, but if that cannot be done, it should be ignored by all parties. Okay, everybody picture this scene. (laughs) A scene, this is an edited, cut out, deleted scene from Pride and Prejudice. They're all sitting around, dance is just finished. Somebody farts. Who is it? Nobody knows. It's Mr. Darcy. So Mr. Darcy farts, and everybody just sits there silently for a minute, staring at the ground. <laughs> Anyways, so, God, that'd be so good. I want that. Can we add that, that in to the next time we do that show? Sure. Okay. The next time we do Pride and Prejudice, we'll do that. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. There is no etiquette rule of the he who smelt it dealt it, as I have read often. Well, not, not, not officially. There are lots of unofficial fart rules. One, you have ju- also he who denied it supplied it. The faker is the maker. And that's they all, the all ones- rhyme so yeah. conveniently. That's why it's so easy to remember. Okay. And, but I've actually forgotten the rest of them. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's all there is. You're just supposed to 
everybody does it, but you're just supposed to make believe that it doesn't exist. You're not supposed to acknowledge that you are the one that did it. You're not supposed to acknowledge that you smell it. There's, there's nothing. It is the unspeakable. However, I did find that uh, there are several modern day proponents of someone saying, pardon me, or excuse me. Um, and they do suggest that you use the same uh, volume to which you have farted to. <laughs> So a particularly loud flatulence requires... Pardon me! Pardon me! I didn't say duration and pitch. I just said volume. Pardon me! Is that how your farts come out? You need to see a doctor. I don't want to talk about it. I'm practicing my tuba. <laughs> Thank you. It's a callback. Oh, I, don't, I feel worse than I did when we started. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. But it's helping to talk about farts. You know what? We have some minutes. You want to do audience questions? We never done audience questions. Sure. Yeah. Hey, does anybody have a question about farts? Now, here, specifically, etiquette. Etiquette. Because I don't know anything scientific about farts at all. What no. Sydney said at the beginning is as much as we, we really come know. Come on. Somebody's got to have Come on. You can See, say a friend of mine, blank. We, now, we did not say this at the beginning, so no one has had okay. any time to think about any kind of question. So this is your fault. Oh, no. Okay, I'll ask a question. Is okay. it still okay to blame it on the dog? Historically, yes. It is okay to blame it on the dog. But the thing is, it's kind of a catch-22 because... You have if to you, buy a dog first. There does have to be an animal present, yeah. I think. But that's not what I was talking about. Oh, okay. What I was saying is, if farts are the unspeakable, and one should not mention it completely, if one blames a fart on the dog, are you breaking that etiquette rule? I think that you are. Mm. So you I think just like, mm. a, a subtle <laughs> head nod. When someone goes, hmm, you can go, uh, 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 it was a dog. Go, uh, uh, <laughs> what? What's wrong? Oh, no. A general shrugging. Oh, that was the dog. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think that um, if we are all to, if we are to heed our elders' advice, we shouldn't say anything at all. But when are we ever going to, like, I, this is one of the times where I think that modern society has, has started to break away from the tight lacing and the buttoned-up attitudes of our Victorian ancestors, where if you are say, uncomfortable with someone who passes gas relentlessly and say your cubicle. <laughs> relentlessly. Take that, Doug. <laughs> Please stop. I'll never stop. <laughs> How about recklessly? Okay. That, that gives less of, a, of an incentive to fart, yeah. just recklessly. Yeah. That uh, we are in a society now where it is appropriate for one to say to the person... This isn't something that I'm comfortable experiencing with you. Would you please use the restroom instead of our cubicle? There are many things I want to share with you, Deborah. Many experiences. I value your friendship. I don't want to share this with you. Right. This is something I'd rather you keep to yourself. Although I also I, your tuna salad. <laughs> it's just not good. I don't know. You put walnuts in it or something. It's not good. As to this recommendation, I would say that it is appropriate that you address this situation head on 
instead of taking it to management. I oftentimes recommend that you go to public uh, HR, who can be an, a mediary between. Don't go to HR don't go for to this. HR. You've got 17 notes in your file. Oh, I see. Yeah, you gotta stop the bean diet, Doug. <laughs> I have actually heard that uh, people on the bean diet, your digestive system accumulates. So uh, the bacteria that are responsible for passing wind vis-a-vis -vis bean eating, they, they get better. It truly is a magical fruit. <laughs> Any questions yet? Okay, yes. yes. Come on over to the microphone so we can put you on our podcast. You don't have to use your name. What are you supposed to do in the car? Oh. Do you just like casually just roll down the window? Just like. I assume someone else is in the car with you, or else who cares? <laughs> if we were going by the, the time honored tradition of ignoring it, I think that if we all in the car decide to ignore it, that's probably the best. But. You know, laughter really does diffuse the situation a lot more, a lot better than just kind of pushing it away. So um, if, it, if you need to uh, giggle a little bit because someone has, has released some gas, I think that's all right. And that's a good way of making friends with the people in yeah. your car. Nothing brings people closer together. I think that, um, I think in that circumstance, uh, it's one of the few times where ask forgiveness versus permission. No, just say like, hey, everybody, I'm about to fart. And then do it. Because then, because here's the thing. But you just asked permission. No, you told them. You told them. <laughs> hey. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> You're going to tell them before? Yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm about to fart. Here's why. Okay. Here's you better why. explain. Here's what you don't want. You fart. And they're like, was that you? And then you own up to it. And then they feel like they embarrassed you. And they're like laughing at you. But if you say, hey. I'm about to fart, and you take ownership of it, it's clear you're all laughing together about what is happening. And it relieves the tension in a lot of ways. Yep. And, but it also is like, hey, I'm giving us all permission to laugh at this. I'm about to fart. That's what I would do. I think but that's But I'm also right. 12 years old. I'm okay with it, and I think uh, putting the window down is a nice touch. That's mm -hmm. a good idea. Any other questions? Sure, right over there. Yes. Come on down to the mic. So I was wondering if there is an age of accountability for farting. Are children <laughs> held to the same standard? I mean, infants are one thing, but you know, you send your kid off to kindergarten, make sure they know the etiquette about farting? I, I think that um, when we talked about the idea of saying excuse me or pardon me, I think that that is a good idea to instill in your children the same way that you would say excuse me if you burped. And I think that that's a good way of, of kind of segmenting that. These things everybody does, but when we do them, we say excuse me or pardon me. Um, yeah, I think especially since... And the older you are, I think the more onus you have to just ignore it. Yeah, because here's the thing. I would say that especially before they go off to kindergarten or even like at a certain age daycare, if you don't have a conversation with, with them beforehand and they go and it kind of gets them a lot of positive attention from the other kids all laughing and giggling and having a great time, it becomes harder and harder to then have a conversation with them about why it's not okay 
when they have gotten positive feedback from other, you know, like other kids and other students and makes them feel popular and well-liked. Now listen. That it wasn't is, a joke. It is okay. It is a bodily function. We don't, want, we don't want to say that anybody should feel shame. Yes. We are just saying that it is polite to, and, uh, until you can teach yeah. your children that this sound is in polite company just ignored because they are going to laugh, mm-hmm. you should try and just head it off at the pass. Because listen, talk if to you your, don't teach your, your kids, kids about farts at home, they're just going to learn on the streets. And... <laughs> Trust me, you don't want your kids learning about farts on the streets. It's hard out there. I wonder if there's a book in the way of everybody poops. Everybody farts, but don't talk about it. <laughs> Nobody farts. Psst. Yes, they do. Shh. <laughs> that would be interesting. I'd, I'd want to find that because, like I said, there, there isn't any shame in this bodily function. Everybody does it. In fact, it's unhealthy to hold it in. Let me rephrase because I, d- I didn't mean not okay is in shame. I mean is in disruptive, especially in uh, like a group of like four or five-year-olds, so that would be very disruptive for class, that I can remember being a little kid and enjoying any kind of positive attention from my peers, that if you don't have that conversation beforehand of like, hey, this is very disruptive, and yes, it's funny, but it's not something that we do for attention, I think that would be a very important conversation to have. I think that would be all right. Um, I think we have time for one more question. So one more. Sure, right here on the end. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question is, what would you do in, like, a confined situation such as, like, a meeting or a classroom where you don't really have anything that you can do to kind of escape that? Well, again, um, the older you are, the think, I think it's more okay to just kind of ignore um, but there are those who would always bring it up, you know, that idea of he who smelted dealt it and all those yeah, other Yeah, don't do that in a meeting. Though. In things. a meeting, you don't want to be like, hey, who's, he who smelled the dealt it, Mr. Jones? No, don't. Yeah. In a meeting, I think ignoring everything, even if it's, you know, smelly, uh, is probably your best course of action. But if someone does find a way to call another person out, which in a meeting, you guys don't do that. That's not nice. Well, and here's the other thing. One of the most wonderful things about being an adult is you can go to the bathroom whenever you want. Like, you don't have to ask for permission. You can just say, like, excuse me, and leave the room. And no one's going to be like, where are you going? And if they ask you, you say, like, I have to go to the restroom. And it's like, oh, okay, bye. Like, that's not, that's fine. Excuse yourself. And if you're in class and you're like, hmm, I kind of feel like maybe there's going to be an issue here. And it's like, just excuse yourself from the thing and go to the bathroom. Or... Do what my mom used to make me do. Step outside and just stand outside of the back glass door and then come back inside. <laughs> it's fine. I believe it is perfectly acceptable to excuse yourself. And if you find yourself in a situation where you cannot excuse yourself, there's the, uh, there's the part where pardon me or excuse me could come into play. And, you know, especially in a business type meeting, I think that people will be... Uh, very impressed that you can hold your own composure and to say something. <laughs> oh, man, everything's a euphemism for it's farting, so isn't funny. it? It's so funny. It's almost like we as a society are obsessed with it but don't want to talk about it. Almost. I know, right? Okay, so we're going to wrap up there. Um, thank you all for coming. Thank you for yes, coming. Yes, thank you. We appreciate um, you.
Our show, if you would like to check out more of it, is available on MaximumFun.org. It is also on iTunes. You can also probably just Google Schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. We also have a Twitter account that you can follow if you're interested in, in those sorts of things. And you can get some more of your questions on the show by tweeting at us when we release our uh, topics. Um, that uh, Twitter is at SchmannersCast. Uh, our next episode that's going up this Monday is about public displays of affection. Um, and that's going to be fun, too. If you have a question about that, you can tweet at us as soon as this is done. Um, if you have a topic to suggest, you can email us at spannerscast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, so also, I just want to say on a personal level, it's really exciting for me to do to perform at the Keith Alby because I've been coming here since I was a wee baby, and it's very exciting for me to be here. So thank you all for coming to the show. Um, do our, do yeah. our little thing. Okay. Um, join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.